Hey friends, uh, welcome to our Sailorville podcast. This is sort of our end of the year Christmas edition. My name is Jason Jackson. I'm the discipleship pastor here at Sailorville, and I've got with me two very good friends, Curtis Johnson, who among other things is our young adult director here at Sailorville, and Abe Miller, who is our administrative pastor, and that really means that anything that we don't know what to do with, he ends up with. So Abe's kind of like the junk drawer of our ministry here. Anything you don't know where to put, just ends up on Abe's desk, and uh, Curtis has kind of a lot of roles as well. But we're just going to kind of keep it light here this afternoon, um, and uh, we're sort of talking about the year. It's been sort of a wild year for many of us, and many of you have struggled uh, with health and even some more serious things. And uh, we want to just kind of talk a little bit about the year and God's faithfulness and maybe tell some stories about that. And I guess I want to start off by just asking you guys, uh, what are some... Uh, snapshots that you have from this last year. So not physical pictures that you have like on your phone or, or Abe, you're older, so maybe you're Polaroid or whatever. Amen. But Amen. Uh, <laughs> what are some real vivid memories, like pictures that you have in your mind that just kind of encapsulate this last year? We're sort of in that time of year where we're talking about reviewing pictures and thinking about our top nine and all those types of things. So Abe, maybe we'll kick it off with you. What are some, what, what's like a snapshot that you have in your mind of something God did or something that happened in this church or in your life and in your family when you think back to the year 2020? Yeah, I don't know if it's a great snapshot, but like Zoom comes to my mind right (laughs) away because it seems like we were doing that for everything on Mm -hmm. every level. And there's still people that are doing a lot of Zoom stuff now, which uh, it's always good to remember uh, remember that and the people that are doing that. But that was a... you know, everyone uses that word pivot. That was a pivot that everybody had to do and figure out how to do ministry like that. I think, I think, some some of the things that come to my mind are just the creativity um, that people have done this year when it comes to ministry and especially like our church and um, women's ministry, men's ministry, the way that people have, how do we think outside the box? How do we still do ministry mm-hmm. in the middle of crazy that nobody went to school for and um, <laughs> use use that? And God obviously knows that to, 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 to minister to people. And I think... Looking back at it, we would have probably never picked that to do it, but then realizing like that was a really good way to do something. Like that was better than what we did before. Um, so just seeing the creativity of people and, and people using their gifts to minister in uncertain times. I think that's that's pretty cool and God still did tons of great things. Yeah. I love the way you said that. You know, there are going to be things that we do better coming out of whenever this happens, coming out of 2020 and some of the crises that God has sort of allowed and caused in our lives right now intentionally, we're going to do things better than we did before because of the creativity and some of the necessity from the last eight or nine months or whatever. That's a great perspective. I love that. Carlos, what do you think? I think the first thing that came to my mind was the the analogy of, of plasma that has rocked my world multiple yep. times yep. with um, just understanding that what what was intended for evil can so often be used for good is always used for good and and that analogy of plasma and like you you get infected with a virus or whatever and you can take my plasma and you can use it for someone else's good and i think that this year is characterized by so many of those things like pivoting and and, and new things, but also a lot of divisive things yeah. that, especially in young adults, we struggled to have those. We, we had a lot of hard 
conversations that could be those dividing things yeah. that separate us and, and bring sin into groups and things like that. But God was so kind and gracious and really on the other, what what is the other side of this? I don't really know. Right. But what feels like the other side, um, you, you start to see the good and how God is really growing um, our community and our church at, at large yeah. through what we're, we're going through. So you're talking about perspective stuff actually here. I mean, we, we, as we work at a church, with a church, in a church, for a church, uh, and our, our ministries, the, the, the relationships that we've had, the, some of the events, some of the more programmatic things have been kind of flipped on their ear or canceled or suspended mm-hmm. or totally changed. And some might have that perspective that, man, this has really been difficult and wah, wah, we haven't been able to do what we wanted to do. But you guys are talking about the other side of that, creativity and seeing people serve. And some of the divisive things that could have happened have actually brought, maybe specifically young adults, but brought in a broader sense oh, yeah. our church together. So yeah. in the ministries that you guys have your hands in or oversee or, or serve alongside of, what are some big wins? Like when you think back to... 2020, what are some huge wins? And maybe I'll start and give you guys a couple seconds to think yeah, about it. For, for me, one of the things that I have a, have a real privilege of doing is um, working with our cell groups, our cell group leaders, but also I'm, I'm in a cell group. My wife and I are part of a group that meets at our house for the most part. And one of the massive wins in our lives personally, and maybe as an illustration of some of the things that we heard throughout the year here at Sailorville is our cell groups have really come together. Some of them physically, in person, have really been able to help each other out. And we say we want cell groups to experience life change together. And that's really happened in many, many, many ways, especially on some of those weeks that we weren't able to be here in the building physically on Sunday morning. A lot of our groups continue to meet and continue to gather together and continue to practice those one another's and some of the some, some of the uh, life together stuff that we see in the New Testament. And our group has just been a super blessing. That one of those snapshots or big wins for me is um, celebrating Thanksgiving with our group. Uh, we call it Steaksgiving. We just eat steak and meat and just all kinds of stuff. And it was just an amazing night. And I just have this picture of everybody sitting in our dining room, living room, and talking about God's blessing and encouraging each other. And um, it was just an amazing evening. And I think that was indicative of some of the other things that were happening in our cell groups all throughout the year, despite or maybe because of some of the things that God removed from our lives. So big win for me, big win maybe for our cell groups and for our church overall. What about you guys? Go ahead. Uh, overall, we've seen big growth in, our, in my ministry specifically when I think about young adults, just in sheer numbers, which is also kind of shocking with the year that you look back on. Uh, but I think it is because we're primarily small group driven, and this year highlighted the importance of small groups in yeah. every way, yeah. on you know a church level, on a staff level, on in the small group arena, like men's and women's Bible studies, all yeah. went to a yeah. much smaller group environment. You know, and and the big stuff is fewer and farther between for us in terms of our ministry, but we didn't get to do those things even then. And so it just made those small groups like you were talking about really uh, reach a a deeper level. Um, There was an authenticity, but there was also like, you're the only thing I have, so I need you in my life because I'm going home, especially for young adults who some of them are single, go home to an empty apartment or just roommates, or whatever that they, you know, and so I think we saw 
a, a huge connection among our community in a new and, yeah. and fun way, not just in numbers, but in depth and, and in growth. Mm-hmm. The, maybe the things that we took for granted before a little bit, um, we've not taken for granted as much mm-hmm. during 2020, right? We say we're better together, and we've kind of always said that in, in so many words, mm-hmm. but these last six, eight, ten months have really helped us live out mm-hmm. that core value statement. We are actually better together, and, and we know it. Mm-hmm. Aber, what do you see? Yeah, I think from my position, I think, you know, looking at the entire church and the staff, the leadership, the church as a whole, I, I mean, I, I kind of go back to the creativity <clears throat> thing and just seeing how everybody, um, God had people in place to do certain things that we needed to have happen. But I also was thinking mm-hmm. about just how God prepared us kind of for this. Like, mm-hmm. I just think about, um, uh, like, Online giving we had in place, Um, the technology, Doug and his team, how we had a lot of that stuff ready to go and we were already doing some of that stuff. Um, The men's and women's thing like you guys talked about, I thought that was, um, we would have probably never designed the small group aspect of men's and women's, but looking at that go, oh man, it was great. Uh, Developing more leaders, more intimacy, more authenticity, uh, more accountability in those situations. Um, and I think, too, just the, the the leadership as a whole and how we have walked through this. And we've disagreed. We've mm-hmm. agreed. We've had hours and hours of conversations of what to do, how to do it. And yet, I think there's been a real unity there. There's been a real, like, hey, what's the best thing? What does God want us to do? Um, and the whole leadership getting behind that and the staff getting behind that and saying, all right, let's do it. We're, we're in this, and I think that in the midst of the crazy, God has been really faithful to uh, keep a good spirit and and on staff leadership, but also in the church as a whole. I think there's just been a really good, you know, we've been really encouraged by people. Like, yeah. thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for your leadership. Thanks for how you're doing it. And, yeah, have we made mistakes? And have we, could we have done things differently? Sure. Yeah, yeah I'll be the first one to say that. Yeah. But, no. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been through this, so we're figuring it out and trying to do what's most honoring to the Lord in the middle of it. And our Sailorville people have been, like, amazingly gracious, right? I mean, there's been, we get it. This is unprecedented times. Even that phrase is, like, it's getting annoying. We've used it so much, right? But we we don't have any idea how to do this except to get on our knees and say, God, give us wisdom. And we should be doing that every day. No matter COVID or not, unemployment or not, politics or not, racial whatevers or not, but th- this has caused us to do that more readily, I think. And um, our our church family, you know, suffering and serving and sacrificing together brings unity, and we've done that. And yeah. some of it we've chosen, and some of it we haven't chosen, and God has allowed that in our lives. And there's just amazing unity right now. It seems. It seems. I thought about worship while he was talking. I think our people. Me include like me, you you we hung on to worship in a new way this year than we ever have. Great part point. of that because it was online, you know, and this is also part of my job too, with all of that up front being completely online and just singing in front of cameras and that was hard, but then it actually made us process through why why do we sing? Why do we write lyric to yeah. to a melody? Why do we pull truth from scripture and put it to song? And and I think that power was revealed to, you know, in those seasons where we were isolated and quarantined to 
to ourselves and just rehearsing that truth that worship brings in our own hearts. And it was hard. I did not like singing in front of a camera <laughs> at all. It was the worst. It was the worst. And to try and lead a team to be, you know, expressive and all of that, especially without Paul and our leader at that time, it was, that was, that was not fun. But I do think that we saw, and especially in conversation that I had over the seasons, we saw worship take a new, like a, a new importance in people's life. Yeah. I asked, I asked Doug, our technology manager about, you know, like, hey, what was some, I just asked him this like a couple weeks ago, like, what were some of the things that like, during that time, what were the top, hmm. was it counseling? Was it, you know, whatever? And he's like, oh, music. Music, music was the thing that, as far as like views, people were responding yeah, to and to engaging it, with, yeah, um, which is interesting, just uh, off of yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it it has caused us, you know, like like many of us actually, but it's caused us as leaders here in our in our faith community to to in a sense deconstruct some of the stuff that we had been doing and to get back to like biblical absolutes and why do we do things the way we do? And sometimes we've decided. We have no idea why we were doing it that way, and maybe it was good, and maybe it wasn't great, and maybe there's better ways to do it, and it's it's helped us solidify some of those things that we are really, really yeah. that we really want to be strong on and known for, and and uh, you know those values that we really say we want to be all about, and so we've maybe been able to pare or peel some of the external things, peripheral things away, and it's forced us to be like, okay, now who are we actually as a church, and mm-hmm. we're still you know, constantly trying to figure that out and be better at what we do best, as Pastor says, and um, making more people more like Jesus the best we can. So, okay, it's December, middle of December right now, Advent season. We're in an Advent series here in our in our preaching, and uh, Christmas is coming up, and Advent kind of has this idea of waiting and anticipating, and, and something's coming. Uh, it's almost like a, it's almost a slowing down kind of word, right? We we have that sense of advent. Okay, I'm anticipating, but I want to patiently anticipate. And Christmas doesn't lend itself sometimes to patiently waiting, mm-hmm. sabbathing, mm-hmm. and I'm making up a word here, but adventing, right? So in a in in like a click to buy, DoorDash, microwave everything culture, how how do how do you guys personally Advent. How do you wait patiently during Christmas and more than Christmas? How do you Sabbath? How do you take a deep breath regularly and say, okay, Lord, I'm resting in you. None of us does it perfectly. Maybe we don't do it well. And certainly there are times when we do it really poorly. But how how do you guys personally do that? How do you Sabbath? How do you Advent well? Yeah. I'm glad you didn't ask about like what do we do to lead our families during this time because I have five kids and that is uh, we do not sit down for an hour every night and read the book that we're you know most of the time it's after <laughs> after supper we have conversation before everybody scatters and runs everywhere and does you don't that. have hour long devotions no. with your kids <laughs> sorry every single night? sorry to yeah. disappoint everybody but uh, <laughs> I thought that's what we do um, well moving on Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> But me personally, <laughs> uh, no, we have had good conversations in our family, but um, it's a little chaotic. Yeah. And, and um, I, yeah, I, for, for me, I, I like quiet. I just like silence. Uh, I like to ride bicycles. That, like, that's a time for me to just 
be by myself, be with the Lord, be quiet. Yeah. And obviously it's getting cold now, but going for walks. Um, I drive around in my car with uh, the, I don't play music. I don't have the radio on. Like that's just my time to just Ugh. be still and be quiet. <laughs> that kills me. I just have, there's so much noise in my life with my kids and my job here and what I do that like I just, mm-hmm. I, those are like my sanctuaries. Those are my times when I can just be quiet, me and the Lord, mm-hmm. think, yeah. process. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. There's probably people watching or listening to this that are that are in that same boat or at least close to that, right? So I want you to hear what Abe just said and maybe like rewind that 30 seconds, 60 seconds and realize that life gets crazy, right? So take the five, 10 minutes that God gives you and just take a deep breath. And sometimes that's early morning. Sometimes it's driving from one meeting to the next. Sometimes it's going to pick up the kids. Sometimes it's just when the kids are, you know, playing outside for a little bit or whatever. Take the time that you have and then make time when you don't have it as much. Um, That's really valuable, Abe. Thanks for sharing that. Really good. Curtis, Mm -hmm. what about you? How do you Sabbath or Advent? I was thinking about the last thing that you just said. We we have to a lot of times force it to happen because of um, our just our life and me being part-time at the hospital and my wife's job here consumes a lot of our out even outside this building time and so we we have to essentially come back to the drawing board and sit down with the nerdy calendar and say this is the the night that you we... just heard a lot of people's feelings by <laughs> yeah. saying that because yeah wow thanks there's <laughs> I'm just saying we are. I'm about just here. saying we are those people who actually have to like physically pull out the calendar. What some people think is nerdy is helpful to us, to where we actually have the paper in front of us, and we do share calendars on our phones as well. But I'm just saying it. it Be intentional. It, it takes that. It takes that. Hold up. We need to sit down and have this conversation. Otherwise, we are just going to keep going like this. Yeah. Yep. For Christmas, we picked a. Sorry, Pastor. We picked a different Advent book to go through uh, that we had already chosen, and we but we're doing it together, just the two of us, which has been really, really good. Um, and I I don't know. This year has been different for us in the sense that it's just God revealed to us early on that in 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 what the weary world was waiting for was mm. was Jesus Himself, and and how He is that fulfillment nothing else in our life and and to to watch him you know to wait for him in other seasons of our lives but to always be confident that he will come through it might not always be the way that we think it should look Mm. but that he will show up in every season and um, we're just really leaning into that this season as we wait for Christmas and as we anticipate um, you know all the fun and all the crazy we also protect Christmas we are, like not maybe Christmas Day, but we really like to have Christmas just me. It's just me and Lisa right now, and so we both do. You know, we do stuff with families, but if we can have like Christmas Day to ourselves already, that's been really good for us these past few years of our marriage. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you're hearing different takes on this. Same heartbeat mm-hmm. to 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 be patient, to focus on Christ. As a family, as a couple, mm-hmm. it happens different in different ways. And, uh, and, and I blare my music in the car. Blare. Yeah. I didn't even think Abe had a radio in his vehicles because every time I'm with you, it's not. I thought it wasn't working or whatever. But there you go. <laughs> it's intentional. Good job. What do you What do you do? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a I'm becoming more of an early morning person. We just have one kid in the house, but he's up for school and stuff, and I take him to school when he's got school. You know that whole story right now. But um, so Meredith and I both try to wake up pretty early. She's better at it than I am. She's got more of a routine and sort of the the planner and the Bible and the devotional kind of laid out. Um, but I read the Bible in the morning. I'm in Proverbs right now. I love it, love it, love it. Just kind of soaking that in. We are reading the, the Advent book that, um, that we're kind of handing out here at Sailorville, and that's been so good. Mm-hmm. And then we do stuff with Judah. We do things in the morning with him where we're reading together. Uh, we've got an Advent book that we read with him at night, which is for kids. And we do like an anticipation kind of thing. Many of you probably do it as well, where every day of the Advent season, I think it's just the 25 days of December basically, but he he like opens up this this box or this gift thing and it's got an activity or something every day. And it reminds us that the best gift is Jesus. And as we talk about each little activity or gift, you know, we remind him of the gospel and things like that. And um, so rest is important. Routine in that way intentionally doing that is important mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways to do that but um mm-hmm. you know we we have to find our rest in jesus and if we're finding hope or rest or joy in anything else mm-hmm. then we're going to ultimately be unfulfilled not just at christmas but you know in the long term of course too mm-hmm. all right we're getting to know each other here helping our people get to know us a little bit um here's here's like a lightning round okay so i've just written down some questions and all i want you to do is like the first thing that comes to your mind, and it can only be one or two words, all right? Okay, and Curtis, I'm going to start with you. So uh, what are you reading right now in the Bible? Just tell everybody what you're, what you're reading. Psalm 119. Okay, that's this morning? Yeah. You're in that's the Psalms all together? I chose Psalm 119 for a specific reason for this season. I, uh, is this too many words? <laughs> well, I asked a follow-up, I guess. I don't know. Just, just clarifying. Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I've been balancing loving God's word for what it does and what it reveals. Um, a conversation that we've been having here on our discipleship team, just loving God's word because we know Jesus better through his word. And Psalm 119 is all about um, the law and how it does benefit us and how it does show us more of himself. And so that's, that's why I landed there right now. Yeah. Uh, I also have been in the Corinthians, um, just intrigued by the Corinthian church and how it parallels to our day yeah. right now. In um, some ways. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not in other ways. Yes, but and just our, the world in general. And But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was a good sentence answer there. Yeah. He said... <laughs> a, be a good example. One or two words. One line, and then he, he said, he asked a question. I know. I'm just giving you a <laughs> He can't not ask a question. I can't. I have to. Uh, just say what do you what got? You say what? What's, what's the question? <laughs> what are you reading in the Bible right now? I am in the uh, five day reading plan yep. that uh, okay, that's it. That's all you. That church is doing. So <laughs> I'm I'm getting to the end. We're at the we're at the end. I mean, we yep. started it back. <gasps> yep. So yeah, I've been doing Nehemiah and Esther and Malachi Ooh. and Revelation and stuff. So it's kind Ooh. of all it's all sorts of stuff. The end. I already told you I'm in Proverbs every day, just really trying to do a deep dive there, and, and uh, it's been really, really helpful and refreshing. Um, haven't done that ever before, and it's been very, very good. Okay, two more. Something, now this is, try to keep it to just a couple words here, all right? It's going to be hard for you guys, but something, Abe, something that you admire about your wife, Jessie. Oh, man, all sorts of stuff. Uh, she's very patient, 
She's um, <laughs> consistent. And I would say this year particularly, she really wanted to get way more involved in women's lives and do ministry that way. That was like a prayer of hers, and she really wanted to do that. And I've just seen God answer that this year. And she's just been able to pour into women, yep. meet with women, yep. uh, be poured into by women. And that's just been, that gives me joy as her husband to see her that way. And like her just love for Jesus and her love for other women. Mm-hmm. That makes me proud. Curtis, one I, or two words. I get three. All right. Since you picked three. Okay. Uh, her joy, her consistency, and her fire. There you go. I'm trying to be. I'm trying. Okay, to that's move. good. You don't need to explain you? it, Meredith. Uh, I would say persistence and strength and uh, and wisdom. I, my wife Meredith, I've just seen so much wisdom, especially this year, and uh, the persistent strength in which she's dealt with with some things, and uh, it's just been just been amazing to watch and to be a part of and to to get like a, you know, uh, an upfront and up close and personal kind of view. Okay, last one. Um, favorite book right now, or something that you've read recently that you that you just say, man, this this book like rocked my world. Uh, yeah, we're just finishing up. Um, actually, tonight we're finishing up how God how God makes men by Patrick Morley, which is our men's study. Um, I'm in a group, and it's a overview of you know. Biblical men, characters in the Bible, um, you know, Abraham, Moses, yep. um, Joseph, Nehemiah, Gideon. Uh, that's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, you recommended the, the Mac Lake book, uh, yep. The Multiplication Effect, yep. which is all about leadership development. And that's been really good. I'm in the middle of that right now. And that's, um, that's challenging. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Curtis? Mine is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by yeah. John Mark Comer. Yeah. Curtis recommended that to me as well. I read that a little bit ago. Man, it's, it's just sort of rocked my world. A lot of, speaking of deconstructing, I mean, just a lot of, wow, what am, what am I doing with my life? And mm-hmm. need to rethink some things here based on, based on the characteristics of Christ, really. He kind of looks at four main ones there and mm-hmm. how am I being more like Jesus. Is, and it, is he, sorry, is he the Sabbath guy? Does he talk about Sabbath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I heard a podcast yeah. about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's out in Mike Oregon. And then Meredith and I read a book called Together, about doing ministry together by Jeff and I think it's Sherry Surratt. Um, she's on staff here. She's our women's counseling director. And so we, they've got ups and downs and authentic stories and hurts and struggles and joys and blessings. And it was just really good for us to read that together and ask each other some questions afterwards and grow together in that way. So... Anyway, guys, thank you. Thank you. God's got, you know, some amazing things in store for Sailorville Church and, uh, and believers really around the world. We don't have any idea what those things are. We've got dreams and projects and plans and things, but, you know, we prepare the horse and the battle belongs to the Lord, right? God gets the victory. He gets the credit for that in, in our lives, in our church, in our ministries. And uh, thanks for your friendship. Thanks for being faithful. Thanks for being who you are and doing what you do here at Sailorville and, uh, and to you folks that are, that are kind of watching here, listening along, thank you to what, for what you are and for what you do. And uh, keep being faithful. Keep finding your hope and fulfillment and joy and peace in the Savior that came um, at Christmas time. And we celebrate that. God bless, and we will see you, hopefully, in fa- uh, face-to-face very soon. And if not face-to-face, at least here online.